Welcome back, everyone, to another Chinese Sayings podcast. Laszlo Montgomery here once again with another Chengyu for your ever-expanding collection. Now, why it took five seasons to finally get to this one, I'll never know. Topi Zongrong. I was thinking that, well, this one perhaps didn't have too much of a practical usage out in the real world, but then again, although it wasn't the most relatable Chinese saying, the story behind it was of such historical interest, I figured, uh, I gotta tell it. Plus, I have a few CHP listeners who would probably relate to this one. But before we go and do all that, let's break down these four characters that make up this Chengyu. Tobi, Chongrong. To means to throw, fling, or hurl something. And a B is a pen. Tobi, to throw the pen. Tong has a whole slew of meanings, but the one relevant to this Chinese saying means to join or to be engaged in. And rong means military affairs or a military campaign. Tong rong would mean to join the military. Throw down the pen and join the military. I'm sure everyone's got some idea about this one. So let's dive into this story that is chock full of Han Dynasty history. We start with an illustrious man named Ban Biao, who is immortalized as the one who wrote the Book of Han, the Han Shu, the second of the 24 official histories. This Book of Han chronicled the people and events of the Western Han Dynasty. The Han Shu was so well written and put together, it became a model for all future official histories written by each dynasty about the dynasty that they had just succeeded. So it was during the Eastern Han that the official history of the Western Han was written. And later on, there will be the Ho Han Shu, the Book of Later Han, that will be published during the succeeding Liu Song dynasty. That's how it worked with these things. Ban Biao, he started the Book of Han, but it was his son, Ban Gu, and his daughter, Ban Zhao, who would complete the work and achieve renown equal to that of their eminent father. And this father, Ban Biao, shared a similar kind of fate with historian Sima Tan, who came before him. Both would begin a great and momentous work of historiography, but they would both die before their job was done, and it fell to their children to complete it. Or to the one son, in the case of Sima Qian, and the completion of the records of the Grand Historian. Now, some of you perhaps recall mention of the Ban family from the CHP Part 3 episode of that epic 12-part history of Xinjiang series from early 2020. This son was named Ban Chao. He was the son of Ban Biao and the brother to Ban Gu and Ban Zhao. Ban Chao is remembered as a strategist of the highest order and famous for winning a lot of battles despite often being far outnumbered or in the less advantageous position militarily. He's remembered and lionized in Chinese history for the fight he led out in Xinjiang for 30 years, warring with the Xiongnu and restoring the Tarim Basin to Han China control. Ban Chao's military and diplomatic achievements saw him extend Han China influence even beyond Xinjiang, as far west as the Caspian Sea. That's where Ban Chao made his mark in Chinese history. But before that all happened, he was following in the footsteps of his father and siblings 
and worked as a historian as well. But he had just no passion for this subject, except when he would occasionally come across the stories of Fu Jiezi and Zhang Qian. He was moved by the actions and accomplishments of those two in particular. Fu Jiezi, during the time of the Han Emperor Zhao, carried out a secret mission that ended in the assassination of the King of Lolan in 77 BC and the planting of the China flag in Xinjiang. And Zhang Qian, of course, who I covered in CHP episode 47, whose mission to the western regions called for by Han Emperor Wu led to the eventual opening up of that part of Central Asia and the launching of the Silk Roads that did so much to change China and so much of Asia. As Ban Chao toiled in the library with his brother and sister, bored out of his mind at the work he was doing, he was inspired by the achievements of these two Western Han Dynasty greats and dreamed of following in their footsteps. He so admired them for their contributions in improving the Han Empire's political relations with regions to its west and fortifying the Han Empire's western border. Ban Chao vowed that someday he too would do something great for his country. So as he toiled away in Luoyang as a court scribe alongside his brother and sister, he finally got fed up one day and threw down his writing brush. In other words, he tobi and declared Real men should be out winning honor like Fu Jiezi and Zhang Qian, laying down their lives for the country in distant lands. How can one toil away year after year in matters of brush and ink? So right then and there, Ban Chao threw down his pen, or he told me, and he made up his mind to Rong to join the army. His colleagues at the library who heard Ban Chao utter these words mocked him and told him he was crazy. But like the young lad from the old Chengyu from season three that told the story of the Honghu Zhizhi, Ban Chao exclaimed, how can people with no foresight or direction understand the ambitions of a man of virtue? Thereupon, Ban Chao left behind the life of scholarship that had won his family so much acclaim, though with little financial benefit to show for their work. And by 73 AD, Ban Chao, through his skills and ambition, had risen high up in the Han military ladder. And in today's Hami prefecture, at Barkal Lake, he won a stunning victory over the Xiongnu and proved himself to be not only a great warrior, but a brilliant tactician as well. And I can't not say this, but this daring military victory that I just mentioned over the Xiongnu was immortalized in the well-known Chinese saying that I haven't covered yet in the CSP. You can't catch the tiger's cubs without entering the tiger's lair. Or, nothing ventured, nothing gained, as we say in English, borrowing from the 14th century French proverb, qui en rien, non prist rien, na shiva. Following this victory over the Xiongnu, Ban Chao's talent was recognized, and he went on to become one of the most successful military leaders of his age. And not only Ban Chao, the Ban family's renown carried forward another generation when his son, Ban Yong, continued in his father Ban Chao's footsteps in serving the Han Empire out in present-day Xinjiang. And just as Ban Chao one day declared when he told Bi Chongrong, when he threw down his pen and joined the military, 
Many years later, he joined the great Fu Jiezi and Zhang Qian as both a general and a diplomat who, through his conquest and diplomacy, flew the China flag in those far west regions that so many others who followed him would conquer and retreat from over the course of China's long history. So this is a Chengyu that perhaps not many of us can relate to unless one of you walked away from a life of a uh, desk job and chose instead to be all that you can be in the army. But for those who listened to the call and like Ban Chao before them, Tobi Tongrong, turned their back on their lives that they believed had no meaning and opted to join the military, here is a Chinese saying for you from 2,000 years ago. Tobi Tongrong. That's the story behind that one. The book of later Han and the chapter Ban Chao Lie Zhuan. It's all in there, including this four-character saying. Okay, that, I'm afraid, is going to have to be it. The editorial and production staff here tell me to keep these CSP episodes in the five to eight minute sweet spot, but you know me, sometimes I ramble on. Not so bad this time. Thanks to helpful and indispensable Emma out in the UK, home of the Beatles, for doing all the heavy lifting and leaving me to do the easy part. She continues to hold down the fort out at the teacup, Changyu Yanjiu Zhongxin. And on behalf of all the other helpers, hangers on and apple scruffs, this is Laszlo Montgomery signing off on a sunny Los Angeles day with snow on the mountains behind a backdrop of palm trees. I cordially invite every single one of you to come back next time for another entertaining and informative episode of the Chinese Sayings Podcast.